Hey, 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys. Welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast, your audio guide to releasing your dopeness. Welcome back, guys, to uh, the Dope Black Chick Podcast. And this is part two of liberation. <laughs> so I hope um, that you guys have checked out part one um, that we've been talking about body beauty, body positivity, and women's liberation. Um, if you have not heard part one, it's important that you listen to that. Basically, part one is my full disclaimer on where we're going here. I am trying to break it down for you guys so that you fully um, and totally understand uh, where I believe as a forward thinker, where I believe that uh, women are headed and how we can truly live liberated lives. Now, I got um, some emails and DMs from people who said they really enjoyed um part 1 a lot of uh, I actually had a lot of response from guys who were enlightened by um the information that was given like the, I even had one guy who said like my view of the Lizzo situation was very narrow until listening to the podcast. So that was good to know that, you know, um, I am expanding the mindset, uh, besides focusing and zero zeroing in on Lizzo and how she chooses to, uh, do what she does. Cause I think the, the, the issue that, that people may be frustrated with is so layered that I don't, ever want to just be pinpointing my sister y'all know how I feel about that so let me continue where we left off at so basically in part one I was telling you guys how you know the women's liberation movement started in the 60s and the women's liberation movement found that the main problem basically they felt of the patriarchy was sexism you know it's a sexist ideal of who women are um that the patriarchy basically believes that a woman is only her physical being <clears throat> and this is how i believe they made a misstep with the women's liberation movement because they decided to fight sexism with sex. And that is a wrong move because you begin to play into the patriarchy. Um, Again, the patriarchy's idea is that a woman is only her physical being, right? So if the patriarchy believes that we only monitor and, and, and look at women in their physical prowess, um, why would you want to fight that ideal by fighting it with your body? Like your body, that's that's just not... Anyway, it, <laughs> the women's liberation movement ultimately um, had some gains, but it did fail on the real issues um, 
for black and minority communities. Today, we're going to talk about how that has snowballed, how the failure of the women's liberation movement has snowballed in um, these generations. I come up in the Zennial generation. I was born in 79, right on the precipice of the 80s, babies. And, um, you know, we had a view at that time, our view of beauty was the European ideal, you know? So for, fortunately, as I was talking to a friend of mine, um, you know, it's sad that there wasn't a standard, uh, that included black women. However, the fortunate thing about that is that black women, because we were not seen in the European standard, standard, which was mainstream, we, uh, took ourselves out of that place of thinking about beauty that way. We began to think of beauty um, as more than skin deep. We thought of beauty as our abilities, our gifts, our talents. Um, like for me, my mom really uh, stressed that beauty and pretty are two different things. She always said, you know, pretty is the physical aesthetic and beauty is the whole package, be the whole package, you know? And, um, and I think for a lot of black women, because of the fact, especially during that time, like I said, for the Zennial generation, and if, if, if I'm wrong, you know, y'all let me know, but I believe for a lot of us, we, because we weren't even focused on or seen as the ideal pretty person or this standard of beauty, we, we found other things to focus our time on, <laughs> you know, we weren't so obsessed with, you know, how does, how does our, 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 our face look and, you know, we weren't really obsessed with that. Not that I had seen, not in my community. I just saw natural beauty everywhere. Like, of course, you know, black women are women and we love to feel beautiful and see ourselves as beautiful. But what I'm saying is our perspective of what beauty is was totally different than what the rest of society was um, claiming at that time. And so it really, as sad as it was, it, it definitely gave us the benefit of not being dependent on fitting the mold quote unquote, a pretty, you see what I'm saying? Do you see how, how that was actually a benefit? So, um, beauty then became a combination of sorts for black women. Now, as we move forward, representation is everything. And this is, this is going to reach back into why I stated earlier in part one that, the uh, beauty pageantry. Um, I am currently celebrating that we have five black women reigning in all of those slots. Um, but at the same time, I understand the pageantry itself is just a, a horrible form of self defeatism. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it up. Um, so, anyway. Yes, we move on to this generation and we're beginning to see that we're in the millennial generation. Actually, I think we're past the millennial generation and now we're moving into the, I forget what they call them. Anyway, let me go back. Millennial generation. The millennials, however, 
they begin to see more representation of themselves. Like I said, it was Vanessa Williams that was, you know, the first one that black people had um, as Miss America, I believe she was, or Miss USA, one of them. And they stripped her of her title, all of that good stuff. Um, but even her, she was so far removed from, from what I look like, you know what I'm saying? Um, she was, uh, but still she was a black woman and this was like 84, 85, maybe, um, when that happened. And then we saw Kenya Moore, Kenya Moore for me, I was like, Oh, ah. You know, so for me to see Kenya Moore, um, when I was just like, wow, you know, okay, now I see myself on, um, winning beauty pageants, you know, now people see the beauty that we have, you know, um, so Kenya Moore is a big deal. I don't know why people try to sleep on her, but she is really a big deal. Um, so we had. That's that's the representation that we had as far as beauty pageantry comes. But we also saw beauty in Claire Huxtable. You know, we saw beauty in uh, Kimberly Reese on a, a Different World and Jasmine Guy on a Different World. Um, so you you had all these different Jada Pinkett on a Different World. You know what I'm saying? So we had those everyday beauties everyday beauties being reflected for us again that's why i said in the zennial generation beauty had a different look than what that european standard was and um we found it in in, in everything like Cree summer was beautiful and it was like everything that made her freddy that was what we loved about her right so, you know, you got all of those things going on, but the millennials, however, now they're beginning to see an increase in the idea of beauty being a daily part of their culture. Not only do they have, um, black, uh, beauty pageant winners, now they're seeing, um, typically every day on TV, on, um, you know, social media, social media really had a lot to do with that of giving them a platform of seeing even more diverse faces that look like them and also representing beauty. Um, and so the line is blurred. Now the European standard has pretty much decreased, um, it's still there, but it's there to a place where, you know, uh, black beauty or diverse beauty is definitely um, acceptable now. I, I hate saying acceptable, but acceptable um, to the masses more than in the past. This is great, but it's also... The problem comes because it's that reliance on being told you're beautiful now. Once you get accepted into that pretty standard, you now want to be accepted as such by others instead of, you know, the 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 interdependence that that I believe the Zennial generation had on just 
who we define what the beauty was now it's like society is defining it and you just want to be accepted within it um and so what we're we're seeing now is an increase in insecurities in self and body um positivity you know i'm not gonna say that our generation did not have that issue we definitely did um but I, if you know anyone who's a zenial, nine times out of 10, when you see them, they're going to have like a more natural face um, because we moved through life with the natural look and just really wasn't highly dependent on makeups and contouring and all these other additives, you know, to make us feel beautiful. Um, we strictly relied on education, we relied on all kinds of other things that, that could increase our value. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, what the differences in the generation is not necessarily one is better than the other, but I want to show you how, if we focus so much on, presenting a woman's physical presence as her sole being this is what happens and currently we're living in a place where uh, you know women feel that constant need to be liked <laughs> to be followed um you know to be seen as popular and which ways do you get that on social media you get likes and follows We've noticed it comes when a woman is exposing herself um, or showing off her body, right? Um, and it's sad because that's you, what, what's, what we're missing is the value of the body. The value of the body is just like anything else. If you have access to anything else constantly... Like, you know, Facebook is something people use all the time every day. And if Facebook wanted to charge you to use it, people would be upset. They don't want to pay for it. Although the fact that you use it every day shows you how valuable it is. But because you have access to it every day for free, you don't want to spend any money on it. That's a real deal situation. That's just how I view the value of my space, my time, my body, my mind, like even doing this show, I value the ramblings from my mind. I value what I sit down and the time I invest in, you know, articulating a thought to you guys. So I'm not going to just put it out there not to be consumed. If it wasn't being consumed, Peace. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to do it, but I'm doing it because it is being consumed and it's being helpful because I know the value of it. Why else would I waste my time doing it? And it's the same thing with my body. I know the value of my body. And for that, it is, it is on reserve for certain people. Certain people have access to, uh, my gaze, you know, or a gaze upon me. Simple as that. So if you put these things together and you think about, 
you know, right now society has us fixated on filters and, you know, auto corrections and slimming our faces and becoming this idea of perfection, um, injecting our asses, injecting our breasts, doing whatever it is we need to do to fit into this mold of beauty that is now acceptable. It's, it's a European standard, but it has exceptions um, for more diverse people. Right. So we're steady trying to fit into society's new idea of beauty instead of standing outside of that and saying, let me dictate for myself what beauty is. To me, I think that's dope. I have always went against the grain. I've never wanted to follow anybody's trend. I'll tell you guys, like even with. Um, I've been considering locking my hair for about seven years now. And I told myself when I turned 40, I would go ahead and lock my hair. Well, I turned 40 this year and I was like, I can't do it. Everybody in their grandma's doing it and they're doing extensions. And I don't like that. <laughs> nothing against it. I'm just saying like everybody is doing it. And it's just something about when everybody's doing something. I don't, I don't like to be, um, lumped into the trend people. Um, I like to be outside of that. I like to be a forward thinker, new thinker. And so that same applies to how we see ourselves. Do not allow society to tell you where your beauty lies. Women, I think Maya Angelou had it in a phenomenal woman you know the world will try to tell you where your beauty lies but it's up to you it's up to you to dictate that it's up to you to value where you put that beauty um and i just really believe that if we want to be uh really powerful and really liberated as women we have got to instead of fighting sexism with sex what we need to do is obliterate the idea that a woman is anything less than her physical body a woman's being far far surpasses her physical being you know, it is, she is a makeup of her mind. She is a makeup of, 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 of her, her emotions. She is a makeup of her sincerity, her empathy, you know, her sensuality, everything combined is what makes a woman, a woman, a woman cannot easily be replaced. And if you're not careful, that's what you'll see happening. I don't know if y'all heard about, you know, these trans, uh, the, the transvestite people or whoever you call them, um, are doing the surgeries where they're implanting wombs. Now the womb does not make you a woman. You put it in, put an implant of a womb in you and you think that's, that's you see, that's the idea is that a woman the culmination of a woman, the wholeness of her being is in her physical body. It's not. We are so much more and we need to be seen as such. But the only way you're going to be seen as such is if you put yourself forth like that. Let me wrap this thing up because I could go preaching on this for a minute. So put these things together. And what has happened is that we have failed in actually attacking or dismantling the patriarchy. 
We are assisting the patriarchy because we are basing our ownership on the same sexist and misogynist ideals of the patriarchy. We want to control that idea versus destroying the idea. You get what I'm saying? If the patriarchy's idea is that, you know, a woman is only her physical being, why would you want to control that? Basically, what you're saying is because I get paid to show my body, then I'm in control. Or because my physical form or sex acts made public gives me attention and I get followers and this, this and that, then I'm in control of it. So it benefits me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm winning. No, 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 no. You're playing into the game. You are playing into the game and it's time out. If you really want to be liberating, you really want to be free, then you have to um, destroy, dismantle this idea that women are nothing more than their bodies. Okay? Because right now we are seeing suicide rates steadily increasing. We have um, bullying, self-esteem, confidence, and self-love issues that a lot of our women and young girls are dealing with. We're failing our sisters. There are so many grown women that I know dealing with these issues. And we are failing our sisters when we tell them that ownership of your body means that you are in um, control anytime you showcase it. Ownership of your body means I value. I understand the value of this body. Yes, you can do whatever you want with it. But make sure that you're not assisting the patriarchy when you do it. Do y'all understand me? Do y'all feel me? Like I'm I'm still feminist all day. <laughs> but I want us to really be free. Really be free. And not a pawn in this game. Because we're talking about being liberated so much, but we still don't have a female president. People lose their mind at the thought of it. It's like, you know, I mean, yeah, y'all gonna put us on TV screens and stuff like that. We still fighting uh, equal pay. So my question to you is, are we really liberated? Are we really liberated? All right, guys, so that wraps it up for me. My talk on, that's my TED talk on um, beauty, body positivity, and women's liberation. I want to hear from you and hear your thoughts. So hit me up. Thedopeblackchick at gmail.com. And let's get free, guys. Let's really, truly be free for 2020. Because I, this is what I believe. Y'all know my, my, my theme is that if you empower the women, you empower the community. And I truly believe that if one sister gets it off of this show and they get it and they understand, they begin to fight for real liberation, that it will have a trickle down effect and it will continue to touch other women. And in turn, maybe a generation later, maybe sooner than that. We will see that this pendulum will swing towards women truly being free. That's all I'm, that's all I'm seeking. All right. 
So you guys know what to do. Make sure you're rating the show. Give us five stars and uh, follow us on Instagram at the dope black chick. Until next time, peace and blessings. Thank you.